What's up, you guys? Welcome to Posture the Podcast. I'm your very excited host, C. West, and I just want to share a little bit about why we're doing this. Posture the Podcast is here to focus in on bridging the gap between the presence of God and the hearts of his children. Each and every day, we find ourselves facing so many challenges that oftentimes seem impossible to overcome. And a lot of us have just gone through things that left wounds. God promises us the victory, but he never said we wouldn't get wounded in the battle. The Lord tells us that in this world, we will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So no matter what things may look like for us, victory is a promise from Jesus. And that is the heartbeat of this podcast. So get ready, guys. I'm so excited. And I'm believing for God to really speak to us and help us to posture ourselves to grow deeper in relationship with him. And guys, would you do me a huge favor and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can expect a new episode every Friday and I'll be bringing on some special guests. So stay tuned and remember, victory is a promise from Jesus. What's up, guys? I am your host, C. West. And again, as always, I am so glad you guys are here. Guys, I cannot tell you how blessed I am just by all the responses, just by the the DMs you guys are sending, the reviews you guys are leaving. It's super encouraging to hear you guys' hearts and just how the podcast has been blessing you guys and how you guys have been sharing it with people. And it just blesses me and it encourages me to be consistent and keep going and continue praying and hearing God and seeing what he wants to share. So I just really, really wanted to say thank you. I love you all. And I actually want to dive right into today's episode because it's going to be good and I have a lot to share with you guys. Uh, Today's episode is actually entitled, When Good Hurts. One of the most popular Bible verses is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good, not for disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope. I'm sure you've heard this verse spoken in a message or maybe you've read it before and it's your favorite Bible verse and it's your Instagram bio, (laughs) which is great. I love this verse, but I'll be honest, guys, there's been so many times throughout my journey where I didn't feel good about what was happening in my life and the good plans God told me he had for me. I experienced good things and moments throughout my journey with God, but the good was always followed by something that felt bad. Are you guys following me? Something that hurt, something that was painful. The good that I experienced or encountered always was followed by something that felt bad. And I've just come to find that in this life, good comes with some side effects. And here's a few examples of what this looks like. Having a child is beautiful. It's a blessing. It's a good thing. But ask any woman with children. Is giving birth painful? Buying a house is a good thing. It's a great accomplishment. But when something goes wrong and you have to fix it, it's painful. A man who finds a wife finds a good thing 
and obtains favor from the Lord. Right. Marriage is good. But when you disagree with one another and you don't see eye to eye, it's painful. It hurts. God never gives gifts without a purpose attached to it. Good is a gift, but there will always be some pain. I have found we've all heard it said that our pain has a purpose and it's absolutely true. And the purpose is not to kill us, but it really is to strengthen us and produce in us a greater anointing for the glory of God. Sometimes we think that when God says his plans are good, we think he's saying it'll be easy. But no, he's saying you'll have the victory. He's not saying that you won't get wounded in the battle. Oftentimes we panic in the midst of adversity and we panic when a hard time comes and we panic in wilderness seasons and in a storm and we question God's plans because he told us they'd be good. And when what we experience doesn't feel good, we begin to lose hope and we begin to feel like we don't have much of a future like Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us. But today I want to encourage you with this. God wrote my story and he wrote your story with a beautiful ending in mind. And his plans for us are good. And the beautiful things that God has shown us, they are going to happen. His promises are yes and amen. We just have to trust God's process. And I want to talk to you guys about the process today. Let's talk about the story of Joseph. Joseph's father, Jacob, loved Joseph. And he actually loved him more than any of his other sons because Joseph was born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob gave Joseph a special gift. And that gift was a coat of many colors. And he did this because his father favored him. Jacob wanted Joseph to know that he was loved, so he gave him a special gift. And his brothers hated him for this. And one night, Joseph had a dream. And in the dream, he said that his brothers were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. And suddenly, Joseph's bundle stood up, and all around his brother's bundle stood up, And they bowed low before his. And so Joseph's brothers were like, are you saying that we're going to bow before you? Are you saying that you're going to reign over us? They were heated. They were mad. And his brothers became angry and they hated him all the more because of this. Very soon after that, Joseph had another dream. And of course, he shared it with his brothers. And in the dream, he said, He saw the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bow down to him. And his father questioned him, saying, Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And you guessed it. After hearing this, his brothers envied him. And on another day, Jacob said to Joseph, Your brothers are out with the sheep. Get ready. I'm going to send you to see them. I want you to go and see if they are well, and I want you to bring me a report back. So Joseph said, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to go 
and I'm going to go check on my brothers and I'm going to bring back you a report. So when Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him from a distance. Now, remember, they're angry. They're carrying jealousy in their hearts, envy and hatred. And so they see their brother Joseph coming. And as he approached, they made plans to kill him. Can you imagine being the baby in the family, getting favor from your parents, but your siblings hate you for it as if you asked for it? Some of you may not have to imagine that because it's something that you are facing. Can I encourage you that the story has a beautiful ending? Trust the process. So Joseph brothers, they saw him coming and they said mockingly, here comes the dreamer. Here comes the dreamer. And as they proceeded to kill him, they instead decided, you know what? Let's not kill him. We don't want his blood on our hands. Instead, let's throw him into a pit with no water, leaving him to die alone. And as if that wasn't enough, they decided to pull him out of the pit and instead sell him to a group of Ishmaelites passing by. Before they sold him, they tore off a piece of his coat. His father gave him, you know, that really nice colored coat his dad gave him. They ripped it up and they dipped it into goat's blood, a goat's blood that they killed. And they gave the piece of his coat to his father, making it appear as though Joseph was attacked and killed by a wild animal. And as you can imagine, his father was broken hearted by this. He was crushed. Fast forward, after being sold, Joseph becomes the property of Potiphar. And after a while, Potiphar noticed something special about Joseph. And he saw that the Lord was with Joseph and that the Lord gave him success in everything that he did. So he began to favor Joseph. So Joseph found favor with his master and became his attendant. Okay, so you may be hearing this and saying, oh, cool. So he got sold into slavery, but he just got a promotion. So things are back to good for him. Things are looking up for Joseph, right? And it's true. That is a good thing. With Joseph's promotion, he was responsible for overseeing everything that Potiphar owned. He left everything that he had in Joseph's care. And he concerned himself with absolutely nothing but the food he ate. So you could say that Potiphar really trusted Joseph. That's a good thing. That's really good. I'm sure at this moment and at this place in Joseph's life, he began to feel better about God's plans for him. He went from being a slave to becoming an attendant. He earned the trust of his master and he became an overseer of all of his belongings. Things are good now, right? But wait, if we keep reading, it says that Joseph was well-built and handsome and Potiphar's wife started to really notice him. And she said to him, come to bed with me. Oh my, she said, come to bed with me. That took a not so good turn, didn't it, guys? He just got promoted, didn't he? And now he's being tempted by the enemy. Hmm. 
How true is this, that this happens to us every day? Doesn't it always seem that at the moment that God blesses us with something good, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Hmm. If we keep reading, it says that Joseph actually denied her invitation to go and sleep with her. And she got mad and grabbed him by his cloak. Joseph then ran away from her, but he left his cloak behind. And she told her husband that he tried to sleep with her. (laughs) Now, we know that's not true, but that's what she told her husband. And as you can imagine, Potiphar became very upset and he had Joseph thrown into prison. He went from being favored by his father to being hated by his brothers. And from there, he went into a pit. And from there, he was sold into slavery. And from there, he then got a promotion. And from there, he was tempted by his master's wife. And from there, he was thrown into prison. Now, I'm going to fast forward a little bit because I'm trying to paint a picture for you all. After Joseph was thrown into prison, he began to interpret the dreams of those who were in prison with him. And after a while, Pharaoh had a dream that needed serious interpretation. Pharaoh actually sent for Joseph. And so he was pulled out of prison and into the palace to interpret a dream for Pharaoh. Joseph interprets the dream and the Lord showed him that there would be seven years of abundance in Egypt. But there would also be seven years of famine that would follow. Pharaoh knew (laughs) that if the land of Egypt was going to recover from those seven years of famine, then the people needed a leader who could hear from God, had God's wisdom and his spirit of discernment in order to lead them back into abundance. And so Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all these things known to you, There is no one so discerning and wise as you. So you shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Did you guys catch what happened there? Pharaoh just made someone who was put in prison for allegedly sleeping with Potiphar's wife, someone who was sold into slavery, someone who was thrown into a pit, someone who was plotted on to be killed by his own brothers. He just made someone who went through all that, who experienced all that. He made that person ruler over all his people and gave him authority to be ruler over Egypt and to lead a people into into abundance All that good was attached to a bunch of bad, right? But that just goes to show that God had a plan all along. And the story is not over. As time went on, Joseph did see his brothers again. They traveled very far to Egypt during the famine to get food. And Joseph recognized them, but they did not recognize Joseph. Joseph treated them poorly because he was angry. The last time he saw them, was when they were trying to, they sold him. That's the last time he saw them. When he was thrown into a pit, 
where he was grabbed and handed over and he was sold. He was sold by his brothers. The last thing he remembered from them. But this time there was another brother named Benjamin and he was the youngest of them all. And yes, Jacob had another son after Joseph disappeared. And after Joseph saw the love his brothers had for the youngest, and after he had heard that his father was still alive, his heart became softened towards them all. And at that very moment, Joseph then shared his identity with his brothers. And he said to them this, do not be upset and angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here. It was God who sent me here to preserve your lives. It was God who sent me here, not you. He is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh and the ruler of his palace and the governor of all of Egypt. Notice the constant highs and lows, guys. There's a consistent high and low that Joseph is experiencing while walking with God. Throughout the reading of Joseph's story, I couldn't help but think to myself, why couldn't Joseph just have what God showed him without the hurt and without the pain? Why couldn't he just be a king without the hate, jealousy, and the envy from his family? Without being thrown into prison, without being lied on by Potiphar's wife? Why does God's good plans for us oftentimes have pain attached to them? Joseph was given a vision by the Lord at the beginning, but throughout his journey, his life did not look like the good vision he was given. And I just feel like that's some of us. A lot of the pain you are experiencing is connected to the good God has in store for you. Hmm. And maybe you're asking yourself the question, Lord, why do I have to experience this pain? When you're such a good God, why do I have to experience this hurt? When you showed me the visions, you showed me the promise. And here's why. Because it's not about me. It's about God's kingdom. It's not about you. It's about God's kingdom. In James 1.17, it says, Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of heavenly lights. And guess what, guys? The gifts that God gives us are not really for us. It's for the advancement of his kingdom. See, Joseph's dreams were not given to him because God wanted him to rub it in his brother's faces. They were given to him early on because God wanted him to have something to hold on to while he takes him through his process of preparation. Oftentimes, God will give us glimpses of his glory before he takes us through the process because he knows that if he can give us a glimpse, it'll keep us in the fight. Psalm 119 verse 71, David says, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. Good is found on the mountains and good is found in the valleys. Romans 8.28, it says, all things work together for the good of those who love God, 
and who are called according to his purpose. Could it be that what we view as bad is actually good in the eyes of the father? Because here's the thing. When we get uncomfortable, face trials, and we feel pain, all we really see is the moment that we are in. But every time we get uncomfortable and we face trials, God is seeing the bigger posture that he has for us in the end. And it is always a good view from where he is sitting. If you can, I want to encourage you to write this down. The view is always good from where God is sitting. In conclusion, guys, I want to share with you guys the most beautiful yet painful example of when good hurts. John 3.16. You've all heard this verse before. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved you and I that he sent his only son to die a painful death on the cross. To be loved sounds like a good plan. To lose a son does not. But even in this decision, God knew that a moment of pain was worth a lifetime of glory. And his son still rose three days later with all power in his hand. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Guys, I hope that this has encouraged you to stay in the fight, even when good hurts. I hope that this has encouraged you to see God's goodness on the mountain and in the valley. If this episode has been of an encouragement to you, please share it with someone who you believe needs to hear it. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, leave five stars, as this will help get the podcast out to more people and ultimately get God's word out more and more and more. And as always, guys, victory is a promise from Jesus.